Hi, this is Cameron Pierre from the Rusty Rupees. Um, I'm also here with uh, Darren Simmons. We are here live from the showroom floor at PAX West 2023. Um, we are talking to Jimmy Spencer today um, about his game, Cricket, Jay's Really Peculiar Game. Um, Jimmy, if you can, please tell our listeners a little bit about what this game is. Hi, so yeah, Cricket, Jay's Really Peculiar Game, is a game about a young boy going on a journey to the moon with his best friends to try and bring his mother back to life, whom he lost to cancer. Awesome. Um, where did you get the inspiration from this game from? From the story um, and then also just the gameplay style, where are you drawing your inspiration from? So the story was inspired by my own personal experiences. Uh, I lost my mother figure when I was approaching nine years old. And uh, I went through a lot of troubling emotions during that time. And I had really good friends that helped me through it over the course of many years. And so I thought I wanted to write a story that would help kids who are going through a similar thing uh, get through those emotions quicker than I did and realize these things sooner than I did so that they are on the path to healing uh, rather than uh, suffering alone. Um, and for the gameplay, uh, JRPGs are my favorite genre. Dragon Quest is my favorite uh, franchise. So Dragon Quest Eleven is my favorite game of all time. That nice. game is really freaking good. Um, so I wa always wanted to make a JRPG. They're great for stories, right? They're, they're like chapter books, you know? Um, and so I wanted to incorporate, like, I wanted a JRPG, I wanted to incorporate the time mechanics of the Super Mario RPG games because I always just thought those were super fun. Yeah. Um, also, I play a lot of fighting games, so I was like, oh man, you gotta have parries. Like, uh, you, gotta, you gotta notice the enemies' patterns, you gotta call it out. Like, that's so much fun. Uh, I love I love reading people. Like, in, if I get, if I feel so good, uh, at EVO one time, uh, push someone into the corner with, as when I was real and made them jump and then did an uppercut to slam my stick down very <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, people always jump! You always jump! <laughs> right? Like, like um, so, uh, yeah, and then uh, we have, like, so also that was the inspiration for the meter mechanic. And then the boosting mechanic was uh, Octopath Traveler because it's like, oh, they get you to, like, think, right? And it's like, how do we get this meter mechanic to feel like incorporated into the gameplay uh, not a exterior system, right? And that was the where the time hits mechanic game it came in. So as you land your time hits, you get more meter, which allows you to have more fun. Uh, circles, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So um, and then team attacks. Uh, I mean, what indie that make that's making a JRPG doesn't say Chrono Trigger, right? Like Chrono Trigger is you know a legend. It's incredible. Um, sea of Stars is looking like it's uh, also in that same camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so we wanted to do the team attacks thing, but really incorporate it into the gameplay, like at a really deep level, and make sure that people use them a lot. So not making them too expensive and et cetera, et cetera. Game design, thinking of jams. <laughs> anyway. And so uh, we spoke briefly last year when you were in that smaller indie indie corner, as you had a table set up, and now. Once again, congratulations on being picked up by PM Studios. It's great to see that you have the whole booth section, just a whole display. How does that make you feel as a creator? Uh, it, it's been a long journey to get here. So it's like PAX and being here with PM, who have been nothing but great to us, um, just has been, it's been humbling in an interesting way. Like seeing people play the game and like feel the emotions and like understand like what we're trying to say and um it's 
it's a lot, but they're all positive emotions, and uh, it's just it's just nice to know that like there there's going to be an audience and that people care. You know, when you're working alone in your like apartment and making stuff, and staring at a screen, it's kind of hard to remember. Hey, people like this, you know, and so and that um, that people see potential in it. So I uh, so being reminded of that, like I said before, very humbling, very humbling feeling. Um, talk to us a little bit about what that journey's been like since the last time that we got hands on the game, um, when you were at sort of that smaller indie corner. Um, to now having a major publisher. Um, what has happened um, with the game's development um, between uh, then and now? So uh, at PAX last year, we didn't have a publisher. We were just, we we're like, all right, you know what? If no one's gonna sign up, you know, sign us up, we're gonna just go it alone, right? Like we, that's what we were doing, right? With like, uh, have the willpower, uh, be strong, right? And we had our booth. We had the four setups and like the you know the banner you remember with all the little twinkly yeah, lights yes. that we set up. I was like, I was like, you will, you will see notice that we can yeah, notice, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, notice me, right? Yeah. And um, was it that they say? Uh, was it? It's a game grump joke, right? Of uh, um, from the Mad Max thing. It's like witness me, right? Like that. Um, so uh, yeah. So from there, like soon after PAX, like PM. Uh, we're, PM and we're, we were already talking with them, but things weren't a done deal yet. Um, and after PAX, they were like, you know, really loved your booth, really impressed. Uh, what do you need? What, what do you want? And like, they clearly did their research on the game, like, and they understood what they were, where they were come, where we were coming from. And so it seemed like a good partnership. We signed with them, like, and then in November-ish, if I remember correctly. And then right then and there, it's like started expanding the team. Our art team like grew so much. Um, and now like we actually, we had to make Irene our, uh, we had to promote her to art director. And then like, now we have like daily meetings like in the morning and then like twice a week we have to, uh, like every artist has to turn in their work and then like just live on uh, on Discord, on a chat. She's just like drawing over it and being like, uh, this is, you know, like, uh, if we just do this, this will look just a little bit better, right? Or et cetera. And then making sure everything's on model and everything. So we had to add process. Uh, it was one of the big things we had to do to make sure everyone's on the right track. We had to make style guides. Um, and honestly, having folks on the team like Irene and Dean, who's a level designer, and Kiri, who's one of the writers, uh, they're all like stepping up. Um, it was like, we made the right choices on uh, who, who joined this project, um, they all care a lot. So how many people are officially part of the team now? How many people are working on this? Uh, if I recall correctly, I believe it's seven full-time folk and then three part-time. And uh, so yeah, a team of 10. Wow. Yeah, from like four, I think was beforehand. So it was like, oh, okay, things are uh, feeling pretty real now. Like it's a, it's a business and uh, making sure people are happy and living good lives. Um, it, you know, it's not just about making the game, right? It's about making sure people are happy and healthy. And um, that, cause you know, people shouldn't have to suffer to make video games, right? Like, right, like, especially in the, in the current state of the industry. I, like I wanna make sure that ours are protected and shielded from like as much as possible, you know. Um, how far along in development is the game now? 
Uh, yeah, so I've had this question a few times, and I keep feel like the percentage keeps moving around. I'd say roughly 33% is in final state. So the demos uh, here, like, and then there's like one other bit that's not in this demo, but that is done. And then we're looking at, uh, and the rest of the game, actually probably in like the next week or so, the game will be playable from start to finish in rough form. Oh, okay. But the, but the finalizations uh, take a while, things take time, so... <laughs> Absolutely, I can only imagine game development. So, like I said, within the year, we can already tell the difference between the demo we witnessed last year to what it is now. So, hey, man, take your time. Make make what you make great. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, it's about it. Yeah, it, with indie development, you know, there's a spirit to like an indie game, and we want to make sure we preserve that. And like, self-expression is very, very important. Uh, we have. We have a personality as a studio. We want to make sure every element feels like us, you know. Um, so time is, uh, is a thing, and we'll take as much time as we need to finish it, but we're looking at middle of next year. Perfect. And so uh, with the goalpost being middle of next year, uh, currently uh, what is everything lined up for as far as release? So we know it's, uh, you can wishlist it currently on Steam. Any other platforms in the works as of right now? Uh, yeah, if you want me to annoy you in general, just all over the place, I'm I'm on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, we're on the no Blue Sky app when Twitter inevitably dies. Um, and then uh, what else? Uh, oh yeah, and Threads in case uh, Mark people like Mark Zuckerberg more. <laughs> Absolutely, we all know how that is going. And so um, this time around, you had three different demos uh, to showcase. So you had an easy demo that we tried out last year. We see this hard demo in the free-to-play mode. So I know you said free-to-play is just kind of just to experience the world a little bit more. Um, did you just, was the overall feeling just that you wanted to get people to see what the game is overall or? So as I described earlier with JRPGs being kind of like chapter books, yeah. you kind of don't go into a Bards and Noble and you go, oh, look, here's this really long book. I'm going to read the first chapter, right? Like yeah. um, we know that the first chapter of Cricket is a bit of a slow burn at the start. And, you know, because there's some dialogue and there's some feelings you want to get out there. Um, so for people who have like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or they just want to feel the game and then get the, get the idea and then get out, uh, we made that free play mode. Also, kids tend to mash buttons at the start. So it's like... Uh, we were like, oh yeah, we should probably have something for the kiddos. This this dem demo is like beefy, <laughs> like it, yeah, because because it was a running joke or kind of a meme on our Discord and in our community of people like, oh, am I gonna play Town One again and see the same flower again? Because we did that for two years, and there was like, I was like, no, okay, fine. You know what? You know what? You think you're so smart, you're so clever. <laughs> like, so I, uh, so we put in the hard demo. Uh, fully playable, start to finish. Oh, someone just game over. <laughs> There's no game over in the game. It's a, it's a joke, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's a big old demo. But we just wanted to cater to the different types of players that are out there. Some people just, it's a show floor. It's kind of hard to get all the emotions. So yeah. And just like what you were saying, as far as um, children playing the game, considering what the base message that you guys are trying to portray, the fact that you are making it's a JRPG accessible for kids and everything too, that's a that's a big bar. Because even though we a lot of us grew up with JRPGs and everything like this, to be fair, when you go back and think about, man, how did I do this as a kid? It's impressive. So seeing the the gameplay and combat system that you guys have created being as simple as it is, but at the same time, 
it's very in-depth too yeah. with just all the different systems that you guys have in place like i think that's that's awesome thank you thank you so much it's uh there's a lot of trust uh, on our end in kids are smart you know uh, they're our future right and so like so having those systems be in depth while being accessible it's like a kind of our way of saying hey you're a smart kid you can do it right it, it, like uh i just uh I know some people don't have faith in like a kid's patience and all that stuff. It's like, no, no, no. It's about pacing, good pacing. Um, so like in our game, lots of laughs and like kind of draw you in and then gut punch, right? Like yeah. just some of the dialogue from the hard demo watching Cameron play, like certain topics already. I'm just like, this kind of hits a little bit close to home right now. These, these are some actual emotions I'm feeling that's like, hmm. So the fact that even from a demo, we're just like, you guys are portraying, I, I see the comedy, I see the just inner emotions of the characters being portrayed, even as a demo. It's awesome to see. Just, just very, I think, real topics that a group of friends uh, will come into contact with, right? And so um, I experienced that in the first demo that we played a year ago. And one of the things that I said is that the game has a lot of heart. It feels very real. Um, and that came through in the demo that I played today as well. Lots of heart, very real. Um, it really feels like if I was in a situation with four of my friends, these are sort of things that we would joke about, right? Especially if I was younger, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I was younger, things that we would sort of joke about and talk about. And I think that you've done a good job being able to sort of personify that in the game. Um, I think the, mu the music also lends itself to that sort of like... I'm trying to think what era, like 80s, 90s, um, movie style, think like the Stranger Things type style where it's a story about this group of kids that go on an adventure. Um, and it definitely lends itself to that as well. And also, I think last time you mentioned Earthbound as well, be it being an influence of yours last year. Um, and that sh sort of shines through as well. Here is this group of, for all intensive purposes, right, normal kids going on this grand adventure. Um, and so... Um, yeah, it, it really encom encompasses all of that. Um, I was wondering if you can, so I know I got to play and test out some of the systems, um, but one thing you said to me when I was playing is that all of those systems are intertwined within one another. Can you explain how some of um, those systems work and how they work in conjunction with one another? So in battle, we have that tide meter mechanic, the one that like, as you land your timed hits, you get to have more fun. We wanted to make sure that like as the player is playing it's like like we want the player to interact with the timed hits and in order to do that you have to incentivize it correctly and as a designer more damage is good right but something else something juicier right like uh let so let them let the player build up towards something and then like have this cathartic release of like so it's like, oh yeah, I got a team attack. Oh, but if I build up all five meter, I get to do a trio attack that's fully boosted, and that feels good, right? So it's uh, so it, like you want to make sure that like, uh, I how do I best describe it? It's just making sure that no system feels independent of one another. They're feeding into each other in some way, shape, or form, or they start somewhere and it feeds into something else, right? right? Nothing exists in isolation, right? Um, I, I liked the slowdown mechanic as well, so being able to use the slowdown mechanic so that you can learn the enemy's timing, 
um, and then next time know uh, when to hit the button press so that you can pull off a block or a parry. Um, and I think that that also lends itself to being more accessible to everyone, right? Maybe not everybody is going to be able um, to get those um, sort of split-second <laughs> button presses, but you have a system that if they're not able to, they have a system that they can put in place so they're able to slow things down and still feel accomplished in playing the game. Yes, exactly. And, and then for people who are just like, I just want a story, uh, we have in the, t in the menu just a win button. Just win the battle, right? It's like you don't want to do all the combat things because it's you know difficult or it's just like it takes too long and you're just like, I just want to have the story about these characters. It's like, then let's, let's make that available to people. Um, and on top of that, we also have things like uh, we have the we use the open dyslexic font for people who uh, for who need uh, a different font. It, so you can just go into the options and turn it on. Then all the fonts turn into open dyslexic because um, you know we do a lot of stylized things with the fonts, as you mentioned yeah. before. Like in battle, you can see the character's thoughts and it's in a different font, right? And I know. I know as a like UI UX design thing, I'm sure a lot of you listening are probably going to be like, oh God, that's a terrible idea. And you're probably right. <laughs> I think that as a, after we were able to swap characters and everything watching Cameron play, that was one of the first things I noticed is like, I know all the font was different with the three characters at the, um, currently, but until he swapped and really saw him like, oh, Hers is in cursive now, and yeah. then I see the other character with like italicized um, fonts and everything like that. And so that's just showing that you're putting thought into each and every character that you're putting, yes. that you're bringing to the table, and seeing their thought process and how I think writing, seeing uh, seeing writing with each character being different. That's it's just telling of who they are as a person, yeah. and that I think that's awesome. Just as character expression. Oh, thank you, thank you. Once again, it's part of that indie spirit, like making sure that thing that we get to say what we want and it's felt the way we want it to be felt, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, that identity is very, very important to us. Our characters are important to us, and we want to make sure the players feel, even in the smallest ways, that they're different people, right? And, and like all, as you mentioned, like with the whole group of friends, yeah, it's like friends from different backgrounds with different experiences, and they have different perspectives on things. And sometimes they clash with each other. Sometimes they gel with each other, right? And and like writing around those has been really great. And uh, I hope when, as you mentioned, like the game has a lot of heart and a lot of emotion. I hope players, uh, like everyone, feels that, right? Um, because those things come from a very real place for me as well. So, or uh, other members of the team. Uh, I think you, yeah, you got into the mansion, you saw a part where Charlie, like someone uh, misgendered Charlie by accident, right? And Charlie runs out. Oh, like they said, what's she in a hurry for? And then they run out, I'm a they, and then runs back in, right? Like uh, those sorts of things, it's like, that was an interesting one to write because uh, one of our uh, staff members, the uh, other writer, is uh, non-binary. And so consulting with them and their friends about, like, how do we broach this topic in a way that feels genuine and not us paying lip service yeah. to these things, right? But actually incorporating it and making it feel real. And it's like... Um, and so through... We do our research. We don't want to sit there and... Uh, because a few things annoy me more than someone just paying lip service to something and doing nothing or being disingenuous, right? So I hope people understand that like all this writing comes from a very real and genuine place in our hearts, right? 
I have to ask, is this a story that you intend to tell in one game? Is this something that you foresee being a group of games in order to really tell the story of this group of friends? Okay, so I subscribe to the Masahiro Sakurai school of thought, all right? I don't, I don't like having sequels expected of me, <laughs> that sort of thing. Or like follow-ups and all that stuff. Like, I, um, if a sequel is warranted or follow-ups, or people are like, hey, I love this world, can we have more? And I feel like we can write something that genuinely fits in that world and like actually would work, then yeah, we'll, we'll do it. But like, I'm uh, right now for cricket sequels, nah. Okay. <laughs> nah, nah, man. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm really excited to play the full, a full game. Um, we're so, we're both really excited for you. Um, again, to see your progress between um, then and now. This was one of our games of the show for last year. Um, and that's, that's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you for putting together such an amazing game. And we, you, we, like you said, we still got work to do. We still got some time off. But just from both interactions with this, with this game, has it's resonated with us. The art style is very unique. The character, like I said, character expression and dialogue is it's real, and we don't see enough of that. And so when you see, especially when the when the characters are kids and seeing they're growing and having to deal with emotions, that's yeah. not things that kids deal with easily. So just seeing the dialogue come on the on the screen the way it is, it's very special. So thank you for all your hard work. Thank you to you and the team. You guys are awesome. Keep on rocking it. Thank you so much. And I'll relay that all to the team. So Absolutely. Like, thank you so much. Any final words, Cameron? Um, no, I don't think so. Like I said, just really excited to get my hands on the full game, but please take your time. <laughs> yeah, games are, games are hard to make. We'll make sure when it comes out, it's in a state we're happy with. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jimmy, for taking your time out to talk to us again. It's always a pleasure. And this is uh, Cricket, Jay's really peculiar adventure, or peculiar game. Cricket RPG when you make it an acronym. See, that's even better. Cricket yeah. RPG. Cricket Hell yeah. RPG. Yeah, you see it? Yeah. <laughs> nice. You know, that was left to a vote by a bunch of people. All right. Anyway, that origin of the name, it was just pitched, and someone was like, oh, does that say Cricket JRPG? That's clever. <laughs> Love it. But thank you for checking us out once again, everybody. This is PAX West 2023, day three. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Jimmy, for t once again taking your time out. Once again, where can everybody find you? Where can they find the game? Uh, uh, yep, once again, if you want me to be annoying, and I will be annoying, uh, Twitter, TikTok, uh, and I forgot to mention YouTube as well, which is just, well, I mean, repost to TikTok, but if you're on TikTok, YouTube's great. Um, Instagram and Blue Sky. Uh, and threads. Ah. Perfect. Uh, too, many, too many platforms. All the goddamn platforms. We uh, Trying to find that Twitter replacement is annoying. Yeah. But thank you, everybody. And until next time, stay rusty. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>